0: to talk about the power of encouragement here so that you're ready for the faith series so i'm just going to do a bit of shaking a bit of a a bit of a a bit of awakening here this morning so that we're ready to receive the next four weeks on faith is that all right with you because the power of encouragement is underestimated the power you know i love the word encourage The, the word encourage means to put courage in to put courage in or to put faith in you could use you know you could use the word courage or use the word faith it's the same thing courage or faith it's the opposite to fear it's the opposite to discouragement what the enemy tries to do is keep us down in discouragement so that we won't go on mission that's what happens you know and uh, if, if you know me a few of you know me right I've been out here before and if you know me then I'm you know that I'm passionate about Leading people to Jesus. Because I know if I can get people in front of Jesus, then, then that's going to be good because he's the answer to everybody's everything. He's, he's, gonna, he's got the answer for I've got no answers. I've got nothing. Zip, zero, zilch. Nothing. I've got nothing without him. You know, and it's in our surrender, in our powerlessness, that his power is made perfect. So it's good news today. You don't have to be powerful. Men... You don't have to be powerful. You don't have to be strong. Even though you are powerful and strong, you're powerful and strong in Him, in your powerlessness, in your, in your surrender. Yeah, that's what makes you powerful. Amen? And um, you're with me. It's good. Everybody say, the other, side. the other side. We're going to the other side. You know, the promises of God are on the other side. They were on the other side of the Jordan, literally, when Joshua, Joshua had to... Joshua had to get a whole army of people across the Jordan River at flood time. Now, that's pretty scary if you think about it. Let's go, we'll talk about Joshua because I love Joshua and Caleb because they, they went in to spy out the promised land and they were the only two spies that came back and said, we can certainly do this. Caleb said his words, we can certainly do this. C.3 Penrith? You can certainly do this. You can certainly do this. Listen, they're only giants. I said they're only giants. Can't miss them. Pretty obvious. They're only, say they're only giants. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're facing, they're only giants. They are there to be overcome. They are in your promised land. But God's promises are all yes and amen. Yes. Cheryl and Gordon, it had to happen like this. It had to happen like this. You know why? So that God gets maximum glory. That is why you've been through so much So much trial, so much turmoil, so many storms, so many fires. I see you guys are just so faithful. Look at you on the front row at C3 Penrith, still praising God, still believing God. And I'm telling you that 2000, and listen to me, Cheryl, 2019 is the year of the breakthrough. I'm telling you, this year is a breakthrough for you. I'm believing it. I believe that everything you've been through is a culmination and it's coming to a it's coming to a point where God is going to you're going to come through to the promised land. I declare the promised land over you. I support the promised land over you and I can see you walking into new territory. New territory with your kids. New territory with your family. Every single family member, saved, born again, belongs to God. I'm telling you, the kids are coming back. They belong to him, not you. I'm telling you, they were given to you, but they belong to him. The battle is not yours. The battle belongs to God. Be encouraged. This is a divine appointment that I'm speaking to you. There's no... Uh, She she bought a beautiful painting off me. As soon as she came, As an angel because he hears you. He hears your prayers. He knows the mother's heart, I'm telling you. He is coming in. And I would tell you, you're going to see the promised land. Every single promise is yes and amen. Come on, give Jesus a round of applause. I love prophecy. Oh, my God, I can see a breakthrough over those two people. It had to happen like this. It had to happen like this. Some of you, you can take that word. It had to happen like this. But it was painful. But it's hard. It had to happen like this for maximum impact, maximum glory. It looks impossible. It had to happen like this. There had to be giants. There had to be discouragement. There had to be, you know, walls that had to come down. And uh, I just, I love, I'm just really thinking about the promises of God lately and the promise, you know, I love Stephen Furtick, he has this preach, he says, the promise still stands. It's my word, the promise still stands for you. The promise is a yes and amen, the power of encouragement, isn't it good? Do you feel encouraged already? Come on, by the time I'm finished, you're going to be so encouraged, right? You know, people say to me, how are you, Nick? I go, well, I'm good now. What do you mean they say? I so, say, Oh, I'm good now. What what do you mean? I've been through a trial, but I'm out the other side. How good is it to come out the other side of a trial? How good is it to come out the other side of the fire? How good is it to come outside of the, the other side of the storm? I'm telling you, it won't stay like this. You have to come out the other side. God has a purpose for your pain. He has a purpose for the trial. He there to mold us, to guide us, to change us. You're going to a new level. A whole new level. You know, when they, they had to, you know, that, that, that story when the disciples get in the boat with, the, you know, with Jesus and um, they hit a storm and Jesus is asleep? You know, you ever felt like that? You're in a storm and Jesus is asleep? Have you ever felt like that? Like, hello, Jesus! I'm gonna drown! Have you ever felt like I am crushed? broken. I've got nothing. Jesus, what is happening here? I'm telling you that you know Jesus was testing them, testing their faith. He goes he wakes up. Oh, oh you have little faith. You know, do you realize you're in a test? This is to test you. And what was on the other side of that journey of that storm was that Jesus was going to show the disciples something supernatural he was going to get to the other side and deliver a demon possessed man and send a whole herd uh, a whole uh, legion of demons into a herd of pigs and drown them and literally it was a miracle that took the disciples breath away they were like whoa he can do stuff like whoa a whole legion of demons just unbelievable unbelievable But he was taking the disciples into a new level of ministry, into a new level of anointing, into a new level of faith, into a new level of, wow, because Jesus said, like, the stuff he's going to do, that we're going to do that too. So that means we we must be able to do that too. That means that every Christian here, that means, you you know, there's levels of, of power that you walk in. How do you get those levels of power? Get in the boat. You might have to go through a storm, Mm -hmm. might have to go through a fire, might have to go through a test. Mm -hmm. It's not like God just says, you know, here's the promised land. Just walk in. (laughs) There's some things to overcome. So you know what? Do you know what? It's a compliment. Cheryl, compliment. Good. God's complimenting you feel like that it's a compliment you know why he knows you're going across the other side everybody here what you're going through right now it's a compliment god knows you're going to get through god knows he's in the boat with you god knows you're going to get to the other side and he wants to give you the promises of god but he's trying to actually prepare you to receive them. Isn't that amazing? Because you come out bigger, you come out stronger, you come out more reliant on God because he's a bit of a show-off. <laughs> he likes to show he likes to, not unto us, not unto me, the glory forever yours. You know, I say, people said, you know, how are you? I said, oh, I'm all right now. I'm all right now. I've been through a massive trial. I'll just be open with you because I know I can be because, you know, your family. But I've been through a massive trial with my son, my 16-year-old son. He just turned 16. Massive. Okay, he started a little business in my house that I didn't know about illegally. And uh, this is how the trial started for me. Search warrant. Search warrant. Search warrant. Police search warrant. I was in bed on a Friday morning. What? What? I thought it was his friends, joking! Opened the door, seven detectives. Stormed through my house with a search warrant. And now my 16-year-old son is there on the couch and my 15-year-old son, it was school holiday, I call it Black Friday. It was a week before Easter Friday this year. Black Friday. I was in shock. And my son just confessed everything and showed the police where he had his stash and he was selling drugs. Uh, in my house and while I was out at work, he was, had a whole business going. I mean, good for his entrepreneurial skills. <laughs> but I said to him, I don't think we'd be putting that one on your resume. <laughs> the boy's got hope. Anyway, got arrested, went down to the police station, it was a big day. We, uh, anyway, it was, let me just say it was pretty scary. From a mum, single mum, doing my best, raising two boys, but this one was beyond me. Yeah. I cry out to God in this moment, like, help. I don't know what to do. I am powerless. Anyway, long story short, three or four months, so that he was out on bail. He had a curfew, 6 p.m. Every night he had to be inside. And uh, we had to go to court twice face a judge, all that stuff, it was really scary. I had no idea what I was facing. Anyway, long story short, um, through, this, through this trial, let me just say I went, in, I went into crisis management. I went into shock. I had to take two weeks off work because I was traumatized by that knock on the door. And not only that knock on the door for that first one, but because he was out on bail, we got a knock on the door for the next four months checking if he was home. And so I lived under, like, house arrest and had police presence at my house for four months. And it was shocking experience, horrible. went to court. You know, through it, I had this incredible revelation about the father's love. And I started to think, because when my son was in trouble with the law, you know, and he did the wrong thing, okay, when he was in trouble with the... All I wanted to do as a mum was to stand in his place. All I wanted to do as a mum was to take the punishment that he deserved upon myself to save him going through it. I started to think about what Jesus did in a, at a whole new level. I started to think, you know, Jesus had so much pain when he saw us go our own way. When he saw us disobey God's, you know, it, um, just ways that God had put in Place when he saw us rebellious, when he saw us, you know, wanting to be independent from God, when he saw us, you know, full of our own selves and maybe a little bit selfish, you know, even though we were wrong, even though we were sinners, even though we'd done everything wrong, all Jesus saw was that he could stand in our place and take our sin for us, he could literally do that, and for the joy set before him, he would do that because of you and me, he would do that because he loves us so much, he would say, No, no, that. That's that punishment for them? Too much. Too much for them to bear. I will take the price that they deserve. I'll go on the cross. I will shed my blood. I will die one man for many, for everybody so that everybody can have salvation. How incredible is that scripture? For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. For your trial, he endured the cross. For your healing, he endured the cross. For your salvation, he endured the cross. For your promises of God, he endured the cross. It's yes and amen. He's already won the battle. Amen. I started to think, I started to see how powerful is Jesus, the overcomer, right? I started to see, okay, Jesus, that's incredible that you paid for my price. You paid for my sin, right, when I was at my worst. Then I started to see the Father, the Father's love that because, you know, through this trial, I don't even know how to explain it to you. I had so much love for my son, I thought you stupid sixteen year old male brained But I love you. I love you so much, you idiot. I Right. I lo- I love I I I oh. When we go our own way, God's might maybe saying, I love you so much, you idiot. But I, but I will bring you back. Yeah. I will restore you. Okay. I will yeah. bring you back. Oh. I was like, so in love with my son, like unconditional, 100 percent. I was like, I love him so much. and our relationship, how much did he need his mum? Yeah. He slept in my bed. He won't let me like you telling, he won't let me tell you that. He slept in my bed for the, for the, for the three months. He was that terrified. We were getting threats from people above him and all sorts of stuff because the police had his phone, he was exposed, I was exposed, our house was exposed. I mean, I'm telling you, scary. I didn't sleep for about two months. And um, so that's why I can say, how are you now, Nick? I'm good. I'm through the other side. I'll tell you why I'm through the other side. Because because I held on to God. In some days I couldn't see. What was going to happen i didn't know what was going to happen there was a court date looming all this stuff but i'll tell you what got me through a song it may look like i'm surrounded but i'm surrounded by you whoa it may look like i'm surrounded because i was but i'm surrounded by you whoa it may look like Praise got me through. I'm telling you, the the word of God got me through. God, you didn't bring me this far to to leave me. God, my son, he belongs to you. My son, he's your son. I've been a single mum. God, you need to fill the gap. You need to be a father here. Thank you, God, that you're a father. started to feel, see, the father's love, not only, like this, How much the father loved his son, Jesus. How much I loved my son in that moment. I got to start to see an angle of how much the father loves his one and only son. And yet he gave him up for us. How much does he love us? As much as he loves his son. To sacrifice, to say, son, this is your mission if you choose to take it. You need to choose to take it. But Jesus, seeing, seeing the joy set before him, endured the cross. Do you understand how powerful that is? Do you understand how much you're loved? It was worth, you were worth it. You were worth everything you were worth the prize you know the power of encouragement's amazing i saw the power of encouragement at play pun intended in the australian open and um it was federer against warinka it was the semi-final and federer was going down he was discouraged he was losing it was the fourth set he was he was you know it's not it's not it's not usual to see federer in in this situation he but discouragement had got him. And uh, you could see Warinka had the upper hand. Isn't tennis amazing how it can turn on a coin? You know, because of the mindset. And uh, I literally, I, I was watching this match and I felt like God was speaking to me. And um, what happened was Federer went off the court to take some injury time. Do you know Federer never goes off the court to take injury time? Very unusual. He he went off the court in the fourth set. He, He got some kind of injection, probably some kind of injection of faith like I'm giving you today. He got some kind of injection that went into his leg. He came back and when he walked back onto the court... I saw the whole stadium, the whole thing just erupt with, with encouragement. It was like this cheer for Federer was loaded with love. It was loaded with words that were unspoken. It was loaded with Federer, you can do this. It was loaded with Federer, we can certainly do this. It was loaded with Federer, you're a champion. Remember who you are. Come on, you can turn this around. And you saw—you literally saw—Federer walking. You—you you saw the encouragement from the stadium lift his spirit, lift his face. His whole—he—he he, his whole game turned on a coin, and he went to do. To defeat Warinka and win the semi final. Not did he just win the semi final, he won the whole tournament that year, of course, because he's Federer. But what if he had let discouragement take him out in the semi final? And God's saying to you, don't get taken out in the semi final because we've got the final ahead. Come on, we've got the final revival right at our doorstep. Revival where God is going to bring thousands of people to Christ through you and me, because we need to be encouraged. This is why we need to be encouraged. We need to shake the enemy off our tail today. We need to shake. We need a shaking. We need a shaking back into faith. Right? And uh, you know the good news is about my son. We went to court. And uh, I'll tell you what happened is that we went, everybody was telling us the judge is going to be mean. He's going to be fierce. He's going to put the fear of God in your boy. It's going to be scary. It's going to be awful. And we get there. And we face this judge, we're praying for a good judge of course, we get before the judge and you've never seen a more merciful judge in your life. We get this, this old fatherly figure, man judge and all he does because what happened through the discipline of uh, James, my son being in this, uh, uh, these uh, bail conditions was that the, the, the discipline changed him. And uh, he went and got himself a full-time job. He's an apprentice, spray painter now. And, um, and you know, he'd done the work. Uh, it had been a successful story. And we were able to show the judge some pay slips. We were able to show him some references that, you know, my boy was a good boy. Uh, the judge, he kind of liked me. I was sitting there, you know, <laughs> trying to be like, I am a good mum. I tried my best. You know, the judge referred to me a few times through the, through the trial. He was like, now I can see mum nodding her head when I say this, you know, that the discipline has worked. I'm like, That's it has. be nice, be kind. I'm telling you, that judge, if he had been any more merciful to my boy, he would have embarrassed himself as a judge. He thought, how can I give this boy the lightest sentence without embarrassing myself? He just gave him nine months good behavior bond, right? Praise God. I was like, that's amazing. Even the lawyer couldn't believe it. He was like, I've never seen that because I'm not talking like low-key. My son had a lot of stuff happening, a lot of stuff. So I'm saying to you that the mercy of God is new every day. The mercy, the mercy that I saw on that judge that day and I walked out of the courtroom, I'm like, we're through, we're through. The other side, it's finished, it's finished, it's finished. It was amazing, you know, but I didn't like kind of expect what happened a couple of weeks after that. Like I was so full of joy and it was awesome. And, you know, my, I'm telling you, my son is transformed through that trial, through that fire. And I am too. I am too because I only had one place to go. I had, it was totally out of my depth, you know. And, um, and through it, I was just like, oh, my God, that's um, that for somebody. I'm going to have to preach that for somebody. I'm going to have to tell some, some mums to not, to not worry about your kids because God's got them. I'm going to have to tell some, some mums and some dads that your kids belong to God, you know. And, um, you know, he's on a plan. With Jesus, my son, you know, he's not in church, but, but God's got him. You know, I was talking about, and the, just the, the relationship that me and my son have formed through this trial is like rock solid, tight as. He can tell me anything. You know, like we, we're, we're together forever, him and me. He knows that mum would stand beside him. But, you know, it was just this relationship. I think that we need to, to have a look at that, how God is with us as a parent. He's he's your parent. He's like, I don't care. Like how stupid you've been, or how disobedient you've been, I'm with you. I've got unconditional love for you. I am going to bring through you through to the promises of God. Your promised land does still stand. You know, there's a single mum in here. I don't know who you are, but there's a thing you need to know. God's got a husband for you. Put aside, set aside, but it's His timing. So stop trying to figure it out. He's going to, He's going to get it done. You know, it's all good. And you know, I, I really hit rock bottom in my faith. I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you too. It's good if, if I'm raw and honest, isn't it? Cause it helps you. But I've been believing for a husband for 15 years. Come on. I'm telling you, I was so discouraged about a month ago, I couldn't even get out of bed and go to church. I was that discouraged. Ten minutes before the service, I'm like, I've got to get to church. This is ridiculous. Get to church, didn't even put any makeup on, left my phone at home, just got to church, got there at five minutes past, but I was there. I thought, oh, you know what, I'm, just, I'm here. I'm, I'm not here. I'm not happy. I'm discouraged. I'm upset, but I'm here, right? So I was there and I looked terrible. I thought I better not look at anybody because I looked about 75 With no makeup on. I was just like, no, I won't look at anyone. Just go and I'll just go out. We ran to my friend Josie. I said, Josie, I'm not having a good day. Bad day. We get out there. There's this woman. Her name's Carolyn Polson. She's amazing. She's a prayer warrior, this woman. Anyway, she comes up to me at the end of the service. I'm trying to hide. I'm having a coffee. I'm trying to hide. She comes straight up to me. She goes, Now, Nicola, why don't you have a husband? I don't know. I don't know. I'm so discouraged. I can't believe you just said that. I wasn't even going to come to church because I'm so discouraged about it. He just come up, prod me. Prod me in the house. That's my sore spot today. She goes, Well, it's just not right. I go, I know. She goes, but you're a woman of God. I go, not this morning I wasn't. <laughs> well, what haven't you got? Well, she goes, I was, it was funny because I was just talking to a lady about you three days ago and we were both saying, why hasn't she got a husband? Well, that makes me feel so much better. Thank you. <laughs> she goes, well, it's just not right. Now, come here. She gets me. She gets me. She's got her arm around me like a mother, like a mother hen. She gets me. She's like, now I'm going to pray. I said, she was scary. She goes, now. She would be angry with God. Now, God. Bless Nicola. Bless her. Bless her now. Bless her. Now, God, do it now. Do it. I'm telling you, God, she deserves an awesome husband. Now, God, move, move, move. I was shaken. But I was sh- shaken back into faith. Something moved. I felt a mountain move. I felt a mountain go into the sea. Yeah, sometimes you need a connect group to prayer. mountain moving prayer for you when you don't have the power yourself. Sometimes you need a, a man to stand beside you. Sometimes you need... You know, just that group of people who, when you have no faith will have faith for you, amen. And she shook a mountain. I'm telling you, I got awoken. I said, I'm so sorry, God, but I didn't have any faith, none left. And I'm telling you, I've, I'm in faith again. I'm believing in 2019 that everything's going to shift. And I'm going and that God's got an amazing man for me, you know, a partner in crime. But, you know, can I see it? I can see it with my spiritual eyes. I can believe it. But the promises of God are yes and no, and I believe that today. You know, I was thinking about Federer. What have had happened if he'd stayed in injury time? What happens to Christians is that we get injured. And we go off court and some some of them stay there, but you're not them because I'm calling you all back onto court today because we have a world to reach, because we have Penrith to reach. I'm telling you, I'm calling you back out of injury time onto the court because you know what? What Jesus showed me was, you know, I was looking at this tennis match yeah, I love how God can talk to you when you're watching TV. He whispered to me, he said, Hebrews 12 verse 1. Can we bring that up? Hebrews 12 verse 1. Well, you know, when the Holy Spirit says to go look at a scripture, you should go look at that scripture. So I look at this scripture. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance. The race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. And I'm telling you, God spoke to me and then said, you know, we're on center court, the Church of Jesus Christ sent to God, the world watching. I started to think about that great cloud of witnesses. Who's up there cheering us on? David, King David. Who's up there? Abraham, the father of faith. Who's up there? Moses. Who's up there? Noah who like did some crazy thing like built a boat to save his family. I mean some some of these men and women of God that have gone before us, they're up there cheering us on in heaven they're saying come on, come on Cedric Penrith, come on church in 2019 okay this is your watch okay this is your moment, this is your chapter, you're actually the players not the spectators will there be opposition? yes Facing you. Federer was facing Warinka, who was trying to bring him down. Somebody's trying to bring you down. His name's the devil. He's trying to discourage you. He's trying to disappoint you. He's trying to get you to walk out of church. He's trying all these things to get you off mission, to get you off where you're supposed to be. You all have a race marked out for you, a race marked out for you. Yes, collectively a seed through Penrith. Yes, but individually a race marked out for you, so unique that no one else can run your race. It's for you. What do we have to do? We have to shake discouragement off. We have to break discouragement off and be encouraged and let faith rise. Come on. We need to let faith rise. Do you feel a shaking? a mountain-moving prayer for you. I'm going to pray for you. Thank you, Father. I'm shaking C3 Penrith back into faith. Do you know, look at me one sec. Being a Christian, Christianity, can I say something a little bit rude? Christianity has got balls. you got you got to have balls to be a Christian. you got, you got to have some... You got to have some guts. You got you got to come up against the enemy. You see when you were deceived and you didn't know that you were facing an enemy, you would you belonged to to the dark side. But I'm telling you you're on the other side. You're on the You're on, eternally out of the kingdom of darkness and in the kingdom of light now because of Jesus. You're on the other side. <laughs> Say I'm on the other side. You're on the, and and I want to bring as many people across from that dark side onto the light side but I can't do that if I'm discouraged because what the enemy does is with discouragement shut our mouths because we're like well I don't know if you want to come over to the other side of me because it's hard but I'm telling you it's fruitful it's, it's sometimes it's difficult being a Christian but I'm here to tell you good news you've got resurrection power on the inside of you resurrection power Jesus made a public spectacle of the devil and put him under our feet, our feet, your feet. He's under your feet. There's nothing you cannot overcome. Blessed are they who overcome. So I want to pray for you. Thank you, Lord, for a shaking, an awakening to see your goodness. Father, how good you are that you gave us Jesus as a gift for our salvation, Lord, so that no one can boast, but it's a gift, Lord. We thank you for eternity. We thank you that nothing is impossible. We thank you that you're a mountain moving God, that you you can bring down walls, that you can part the Red Sea, that you can raise the dead, that you can heal the sick. I thank you that nothing is impossible for you. We receive that shaking that we need to hear today. You know, maybe you're here today and you've never you've never actually come to the other side. <laughs> you've never come out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Maybe you don't even know you're in the kingdom of darkness. Let me tell you this. If you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, you by default are in the kingdom of darkness. You've got to know the bad news before you know the good news. The bad news is we're all sinners. We're all we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God but the good news is that Jesus came to give you life to give you. He didn't come to judge you He came to set you free He didn't come to condemn you He came to save you and so right now if you're here and you have never received that, that, that salvation that I talk about in a minute I'm just going to I'm going to ask you to do something bold and raise your hand and say you know what that's me I'm going to walk out of here saved by grace today And so all across this room, if we just bow our heads in prayer and close our eyes, I'm going to ask you this. Where are you at with God today? Where are you at? Are you in a relationship with God the Father? The only way to come into a relationship with God the Father is through faith in His Son that He gave gave up for us. And so if that's you today, I'm going to ask you to to receive a free gift. It's not hard to do. You just have to say yes. (laughs) Just have to say yes to God. So right across this room if that's you and you need to receive Jesus today or you need to come back to Jesus today or you're just not sure you're not convinced that you're saved I want you to raise your hand now just raise it up and I'm going to pray for you I'm going to pray a prayer of salvation if that's you just raise it up say yep that's me I'm going to receive salvation coming back I'm making a fresh start who is there just raise it up and I'll pray for you Holy Spirit name of Jesus. We thank you. Let's all pray this prayer. Say, dear Jesus, thank you for saving me through your blood. You endured the cross for me, for the joy of my salvation. Forgive me, set me free, wipe me clean in a fresh day. I belong to you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen.